This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Friday. Our first full week in our new digs. 1040 O Street is the place to be. Come on down. Grab yourself a cup of coffee from the mill and uh, just come on. Hang out with us. It's kind of a not necessarily a sunny day, somewhat of a gloomy day. So if uh, you want a place just to relax and and get out of I guess I don't know what the weather is outside, but get out of the gloominess. Plenty of light. And uh, happiness here in 1040 O Street. Come on down. Say what's up. Uh, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, and the Sarder Heyman text line. Both open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. This is the happy hour. Shout out to Empire Fence and Netting for their support all show long. Nick Sainert here and Rico sitting to my right. What's up, Rico? Hello. How's the day? So far, so good. You went to the Husker softball scrimmage last night. I did. Intra-squad scrimmage. I did. Jordy Ball was taken deep. Yes. Over Emerson, the fence. Emerson Cope, yep. the freshman first baseman and uh, pitcher uh, from Kansas, the number 29 overall prospect there you in go. last year's recruiting class, uh, cranked one, just launched one to Maya Felder range, almost okay. went over the second fence into the parking lot. Now, here's the thing. is Just absolutely destroyed it. I'm sure it's a good feeling to hit a home run at the college level, right? Yes. We, we don't know. I wouldn't know. Yeah. To know what it's like I wouldn't to hit even a home know what run, home, yeah. right? You, you, hit a, you ever hit a home run? Yeah. Yeah, you know what it's like. Yeah, I don't know what it's Not like. at the college level. That's still however, however, is there an added sense of accomplishment when you're going up probably against the best pitcher in the entire world? Especially at the collegiate level, at least. I don't know about world. That seems a little extreme, but yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, there, there's I not... I would say world. There's not a whole lot of people that have better statistics. I would say world. In the entire college game? Yeah. Okay. I'd go with that. In the entire United States. In the entire United States. Eh, well, no. Is there on. a bigger sense of accomplishment <laughs> hitting it off of her? I, I don't think there is. I think that's I think wow. that's it. I think it's peak. It's just a home run. I think it's peak. And you know what? Me and Rachel, shout out to Rachel, my beautiful wife, we're talking about during the game... 
uh, is that this is probably why Oklahoma hit the ball so well. Granted, they were hitting the ball well before. Yeah. But this is probably why they hit the ball so well is because they were going against a Jordy ball in practice day mm-hmm. after day and getting to see these amazing pitches from this amazing pitcher. So, you know, when they go up against another pitcher, it's like, oh, you don't throw anywhere as good as yeah. she does. Mississippi Mud Dog on the text line once again, 402-464-5685, says Nick, a home run on a Little League field as a high schooler does not count as hitting a home run. False, it would, but that's not when I hit it. I would take that. I hit one in, in uh, Grand Island, I believe. It was Grand Island. Good old um, GI. Hit one at Bellevue East, I believe. So there were a couple, right? Bellevue uh, East is where a lot of college world series teams go to practice. That is right. Bellevue East. I actually hit that one, I believe, opposite field Ooh, in, uh, in Bellevue fancy, East. Fancy guy. Yeah, nonetheless. But uh, once again, 402-464-5685. Got a loaded show for you guys today. We're going to be uh, talking a little Husker football here, just football in general, because we do have a high school game later on this evening right here on the ticket. Uh, but a lot of Husker football coming your way here shortly. We'll also dip into Husker volleyball yes. as they have a big match tonight against uh, top 25 Ohio State and then a big one against uh, Minnesota who escaped Iowa yesterday in five sets uh, as well on Sunday. So we'll be joined by Amy Just of the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, she's an AP poll voter. She is. I wanna, I'm, I I'm intrigued to ask her about what it's like to be an AP poll voter uh, for for obviously the 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 Associated mm-hmm. Press, like we're so, gonna focus on volleyball with her, but there's the AP voting, and then the fact that I think it was last weekend she went to four different sporting yeah. events in like three days. She was in football, volleyball, softball, and soccer, yeah, all kinda, in the span of like seventy two hours. Kind of a jack of all trades. So we'll be able to talk to Amy about that stuff, um, about everything from football to to volleyball, and now even voting in polls. So we'll talk about that with uh, Amy Justin Lincoln Journal Star, and then. It's a it's a splendid week of college football. Um, there's a lot of good NFL games as well, but the week of college football and the, some of the games that are being played this weekend are, are as some of the good ones as I can remember of a, of a weekend in college football. So mm-hmm. uh, weekend picks today at uh, 145 with Strick and Austin going to be spicy. They're going to be ridiculous, yeah. and I am here for it. And, uh, and, and also, just oh, look if, at him. if once we have time, once we, uh, once we have time, <laughs> We are going to go on a rant about how the club, the Cubs are sliding out of the playoffs. Hey, okay. I mean, if they, as long as they make the playoffs, this is good. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, if they make, as long as they make the playoffs, that's fine. But this is they, good because they're getting bad baseball out of the way. And that's my, that was my reason for getting swept by the the Diamondbacks. Yes, but. Then they go and lose two out of the three to the the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm -hmm. They are currently at this moment playing the Rockies. The Cubs do horribly against do horrible against NL West teams. They got swept by the D backs. They never play well against the Dodgers unless it's in the NLCS. And uh, they they always Which they uh, hardly ever make. You're right about that. And then they also play poorly against the Rockies. They lost two out of the three at Denver. Um, so we'll see what happens here. And newsflash, it's not their hitting. It's it's the bullpen pitching. The bullpen's always atrocious. Mm. And you went out and you thought that Jose Cuas from the Kansas City Royals was going to save the day. The guy was atrocious. I saw him the day before when I went to the the Cub or the the Royals game. Excuse me, against the Twins on I believe it was like July 26th. But nonetheless, on July 26th, Jose Cuas pitched for the Royals. Mm-hmm. Came in against the Twins. Let let up three runs against the Twins. Had horrible statistics. You, I was seem like, like, you seem upset. I was like, man, this guy's really bad, Jose Cuas. 
And sure enough, the next, the very next day, the Cubs traded for Jose Cuas. <laughs> the Cubs saw what he did and they gave I was like, what? are you kidding I me? I think this will really help. I was like, cool, I saw him play. You know, maybe he just needs a fresh start, similar to Joey Gallo. Just a different kind of blue. Yeah. It didn't so, help, did it? Anyway, nope. So we're going to dive. I, I'll be able to, to rant about that in the third segment, I'm oh, sure. Oh, perfect. More Cubs little, ranting. Uh, well, go ahead. Your Yankees aren't making the playoffs. They might. They're only seven and a half back. They have the D-backs, the, the Blue Jays. The somebody else and then the Royals. Uh, My Space Man says the uh, Cubs pl- only play bad baseball. Well, My Space Man, here's the deal. They had one of the best records, if not the best record in all of baseball in the month of July. But now we are out of July and it's yeah, September. Say, it's, so, it's not July. Know, here so. we are. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk Husker football because this game on Saturday matches up really well for what Nebraska could do. And, it's pretty interesting. And specifically on the ground. The, the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, uh, they will they, they they do not handle the run well defensively, allowing over two hundred and five yards uh per game on the ground due to the, the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Nebraska on Saturday, whether you play Heiner Carberg or whether you're starting uh whether you're starting Jeff Sims, at the end of the day you're going to need to run the football. You're probably going to see a lot of quarterback run, even you know with the the what just happened here. Uh, even with the uh, uncertainty at quarterback and the uh, uncertainty in the running back room, you were probably still going to see a lot of quarterback run, regardless of who was starting at running back or quarterback. So, uh, with that in hand, with the possible possibility of bad weather. Uh, Nebraska is going to lean. Hope, hopefully, yeah. they lean heavily on the run game, especially with the Louisiana Tech team that gave up somewhere like two hundred plus. Two, I was like two hundred fifty plus rushing yards to North Texas last yeah. week. So they're not a very good run defense. They're actually surprisingly pretty decent in pass defense, but Nebraska is terrible in pass offense. So they mm-hmm. shouldn't be trying to do that regardless. So hopefully, you see a heavy dose of Anthony Grant and Emmett. Johnson? Yeah, and I think Quentin Ives as well. Um, I think you're going to see both these. Also, if if Nebraska gets out to a comfortable advantage, I I think there's a way where it's you kind of want Quentin Ives and Emmett Johnson to really start taking the loads because you need at least one of those guys to complement Anthony Grant in the season going forward. If you have a three-touchdown lead and the fourth quarter is just starting, Right, they still have whatever amount you, of time. You, Anthony Grant better be out of that game. Do I was going to say? Do you pull Anthony Grant and just let Emmett and Quentin finish it off? Do you pull your starting quarterback? Do you? But I it see the thing is, who's the starter? Who's the starting there is that. So do you? Who do you want to throw in there? I was going to ask you before. Um, do you think you personally? And I guess the text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. I want your guys' take on this as well. Do the running backs? Let's just say, does Anthony Grant have more carries than whoever the starting quarterback is in this game? Do we finally see a running back carry the ball more than the quarterback does? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh. Does, I mean, here's the thing. Just what's, one, what's not diff- combined. Well, I know. It's difficult about that question is 
you have to you have to factor in quarterback scrambles as well. Um, but even so, the thing is, even with quarterback scrambles, even with all of that, the quarterback scrambles, the designed runs. I, I see Anthony Grant having more than twenty carries today or but tomorrow. That, that's what I'm saying because I think Heinrich Harburg had the most carries so far. I could be wrong with like nineteen mm-hmm. against. Um, Whoever Northern Illinois, yeah. he had 19 against them. That was you know designed in quarterback scrambles. So, will one of your running backs eclipse 20 carries? Because I, you look, you're not going to have your quarterback carry the ball 20 times, right? Rico, we're making wet blanket scream at his radio right now. He says, "I what? am screaming at my radio." Nebraska hasn't had a winning season in six years. What are we talking about? Nebraska getting a three touchdown lead, they win the three- game, get better, move on. They had a three touchdown lead against Northern Illinois. We're speaking also where statistics and statistically speaking, um, Northern or Louisiana Tech's rather allows two hundred and five rushing yards a game. Wet blanket, thirty one points per game. They they have a a a really good. They have a top twenty eight, I believe, uh, passing defense. Yeah, and then they also their their offense is ranked better than Nebraska's, Mm -hmm. but it's also with a quarterback that's banged up. And in Bachmeyer, the transfer from Boise State, involved in the offense as well, and possibly without their top two running backs, the the same and their top wide receiver is five foot eight. The the same thing that we're saying about Louisiana Tech's defense on how it's probably the worst defense that Nebraska is going to face this year. The same or the complete opposite can be said if you're a Louisiana Tech fan. Nebraska is the best defense that this team, this Louisiana Tech team, is going to face all, all up to this point of the season. They're the best defense. Yeah. Because as of right now, through three weeks, statistically speaking, which is somewhat all you can all you can really bank on for factual information. Yeah, this isn't going off of what I know. Wet blanket. This isn't going off of what the coaches have said. This isn't going off what the no. players have said. This is going off statistics, and they have faced two Power Five teams mm-hmm. and a Group of Five team. So I mean, maybe the Group of Five team passed the stats a little bit, but still, even after those two Power Five opponents, they were still a really good defense. I think it's, I mean, now, if we want to talk about the quarterback decision, and I think this, what another, another like difficult angle to this conversation is that there's so many injuries, or I should say just big injuries mm-hmm. on Nebraska's offense that's already been struggling immensely to this point, if you take away the Northern Illinois game, that you have now three very, very important players on that offense out for the year in Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, and then obviously Gabe Irvin and Ramir Johnson. That here's what I would say. With Jeff Sims having some sort of a, a sprain in his ankle, whether it's a high ankle sprain, whether it's as serious as they thought it was or, or not as serious as they thought it was, mm-hmm. that's where this ha- this game has to be really careful. And this is why I lean more so starting Heinrich Carberg is we know Nebraska's going to need to run the football. They're going. They're, that's how they're going to need to win games going forward. That's how mm-hmm. they're going to probably operate tomorrow against Louisiana Tech, and nobody's going to argue with that. But you do not want to, number one, make it worse on Jeff Sims or have him hobbling out there when you have a long season ahead still. Yeah. And so if by keeping Jeff Sims out of the game tomorrow – he is going to be 100% for Michigan or 100% when you absolutely need him down the road, that feels like the better situation. Now, if he's 100% today and they're saying, hey, we're going to start you tomorrow, man, then by all means, do it. Yeah. But you don't want, and this is what I said earlier this morning with, with AD and Raph, you don't want to look back on this game in two or three weeks after you beat Louisiana Tech comfortably, but maybe you came out of it 
a, a, you know, a little, uh, a little battered and bruised, and Jeff Sims is still not 100%. And in three weeks, you're saying, all right, we beat Louisiana Tech like we probably were, were planning on it from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. You lost to Michigan, and now here we are getting into the heart of Big Ten conference season, and we don't have a quor- we don't have our quote unquote starting quarterback, one hundred percent healthy. Yeah, for Nebraska, this is when they're after Michigan. To me, is when their season truly begins after the you know following the loss to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the season starts in earnest after Minnesota. And when Matt Rule the other day said, you know, we're going to play the quarterback that gives us the best chance to win, um. I don't know how to take that because you you would think Jeff Sims with all the experience he has and the fact that they handpicked him out of the transfer portal would be the guy that they believe gives them be- the best chance to win. However, and I mean, if Jeff Sims started against Northern Illinois, they probably would have won regardless. But Heinrich Harburg is the only quarterback right now on your roster that has won you a game. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it like that, it's it's uh, it's a probably going to be a hard decision for them. Just because if you play Heinrich Harburg in this game, and if he plays well, again, I mean, you 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 know, you look at the stat; they won the game. You Frankly, look at if he gets a win you know, and he holds onto the football, he's those, just taking he's those, just taking care of the ball. He's the, not doing anything spectacular. He's taking care of the ball and he's running tough. If if he plays kind of like he did against Northern Illinois, maybe a little bit better, and they win the game, I I think it's going to be a very tough decision for them when it comes to Michigan because if you have two healthy quarterbacks, your hand picked quarterback. And the guy who maybe is surprising you with the way that he's yeah. able to command and and run the offense by taking care of the ball and not turning it over, I mean, which one of them gives you a better chance to win? I don't know which one of them they can, you consider a better athlete, but again, you picked one up as the guy that you thought would be able to do everything that you need him to do, and the other guy that's a holdover is actually playing pretty well. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, I mean... You, in a way, we're going to learn a lot about this offense tomorrow afternoon, but I think also in a way there's some positions that maybe Nebraska fans won't learn a lot about. I, I think I look at the running backs, an opportunity for us to really feel confident going forward in Emmett Johnson and, or at least start to build that confidence in a, in a guy like Emmett Johnson or Quentin Ives, mm-hmm. I, I think. And then also like it gives tomorrow a, a, an opportunity for Anthony Grant to continue building trust between him and the coaching staff, him and himself, and then just ultimate confidence that he's not going to fumble the ball when he, when he gets hit. Like I, I think tomorrow's such a big, big confidence booster boosting opportunity mm-hmm. for a lot of guys on this staff, whether that's Jeff Sims, frankly, who has definitely seen and heard all the criticism around his name. Oh yeah. Everybody's talking about how much Heinrich Harbor did for Nebraska last week or how he was just, the quarterback, which was kind of relieving to see, held on to the football. Gives uh, there's a, there, the tomorrow is a great opportunity for a lot of guys in every single room, and even on the defense. That's certainly been the the better of the two sides of the ball for the Huskers to just build the confidence going forward into the best team that you'll probably play all season in Michigan. Are you worried at all that a guy who has been dealing with fumble issues throughout training camp is going to be starting the game in a possibly rainy environment? No. I here's here's my thing. Anthony Grant, um, it, we can't ignore everything that he did last year. No, and the, I don't the guy, want to. the guy only had three fumbles in in 2022, if I remember correctly. Had over 900 yards. Did really well, especially in the first half of the year against teams like Louisiana Tech. He ran for over 100 against a team like North Texas last year. Did the same against Northwestern as well. Um, although those didn't always result in Nebraska wins. One thing we have to remember about towards the back end of the last year 
is that just as much as Anthony Grant was playing better teams and going up against better defenses, the offensive line for Nebraska was going up against better defensive lines and defenses in the Big Ten than maybe they were seeing uh, last year in the early games. So we have to remember what Anthony Grant did last year. Um, we have to remember what type of running back he was. And and at the end of the day, like Gabe Irvin was fully healthy this year. Like I think that's important to remember is that Gabe Irvin was fully healthy at the start of this year. And maybe Anthony Grant's not the best running back on that roster. And I leave that open-ended because I don't think we have an idea. But here he is. This is, once again, confidence-building opportunity tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. So mm -hmm. let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to Amy Justin, the Lincoln Journal star, talk all things uh, football, volleyball, and more with Amy as uh, she hangs out with us for the first time on this show. Yeah. How about that? So Amy just uh, joining us next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You're listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. 